welcome to a new episode of Showing Up Solo. These days, it's not enough to be a small business owner. You also have to be an online marketing expert, an accountant, a website designer, a content creator, and the list goes on. You know how important marketing is, but if you're spending all your time selling your services, how will you have any time left to actually provide them? That's where Showing Up Solo comes in. Showing Up Solo is a video podcast giving you the ins and outs of online marketing from solopreneurs just like you. Tune in every other Wednesday for easy to implement advice, guest experts, and plenty of food analogies. Thanks for tuning in. And now, on to the main episode. and welcome back to another episode of Showing Up Solo. Today I am super happy and excited to be joined by Hannah Duncan, freelance copywriter. A little backstory for you. Hannah and I know each other from high school when I adopted her as my (laughs) mini-me and it was really funny because when I started my business in 2020 the roles completely reversed and I was calling Hannah up advice on how to like advice on being a solopreneur and a freelance business owner um and Hannah you really inspired me even to this day I I think in my head one of the pieces of advice you gave me which was um whatever you find easiest you should charge the most for yes I'm always telling myself what would Hannah do and not this Hannah oh my god that Hannah I'm really inspired by you as well so thank you so much oh my god I don't to do now <laughs> you're blushing so, yeah, so I Hannah I would love if you just introduced yourself um properly told everyone a little bit about what you do and how you got into what you do because I think that's really interesting yeah sure so um I was just working in a normal job um I worked in finance I worked in a bank and I always loved writing like my whole life like even now whenever I have a problem I like normally write it out and I just felt like like was all getting a bit boring I didn't really like that whether or not I got promoted or my salary or my work was in the hands of some like middle-aged old man you know so yeah like to me just being real like that's how I felt like I just felt a bit like oh this isn't like this isn't a way to live is it so um yeah we were like hiring out agencies to write our blogs for us and they were so expensive they were like a thousand pounds for one blog and they like weren't that good because when you write about finance like there's all these rules the FCA rules on communication they weren't following them I didn't think that they'd really studied finance and like the SEO wasn't that good so I thought oh I can do this myself for basically like half the price but make it twice as good and I knew someone who was kind of doing it already so I just um I just jumped in really. Oh, also we all got made redundant and that really helped. That, that's, so. yeah, a story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a trigger and it was good because it gave me a cushion of money in case it went wrong. And the way that I started, now I have 79 clients. Um, I'm a Financial Times writer. I've won a few awards for my writing. But the way that I started was I actually just started with a blog, just me and a Wix blog and... It all took off from there, really. Amazing, amazing. Like, 
I do. I follow you on LinkedIn. And if you aren't following Hannah, which I don't know if you have, because you probably the first time you've heard of her, but you should definitely follow her because you're always posting like really interesting articles and always have a really strong opinion. Um, I know that sustainability is really important to you. And I love that you are not afraid to strongly voice your opinion and stand up for what you believe in. I really admire that. Oh, thank you. To be honest, that's what my blog is about because like when you write for clients, then they you have to do what they want, right? Like they pay you and they say, write about this. And no one's ever going to pay you for calling them an asshole, right? Like nobody's ever going to pay you to tell the truth about greenwashing. And banks, like they're causing all these problems. Like I, I really think that the whole climate crisis is really just in the hands of a few bankers at the top. And, you know, someone has to do it. And that was a big part of the reason why I started my blog was just to call these people out. And weirdly, they follow me. So I think that they must be some kind of like masochistic people because they're the ones who follow me and read my blogs. I see it on my statistics, you know, and I think, God, if I can get through to you and you just change one little thing, then that's millions of pounds going towards something sustainable. So really, my blog gives me my like life purpose and you know, it could have a really big impact. You, you never know, do you? Wow, that's that's amazing. And um, I think that really speaks to what I've invited you on the show to talk about is the power of blogging. Um, because like you said, you started your business with a blog and you're trying to change the world with your blog. And, um, and I think it's just really, it's really impressive. So I would just love to talk about um, for our business owners who are listening, um, they may or may not have a blog. They may not, may or may not feel very confident in the writing. A lot of people, I think, just don't even know where to start. We're so used to those super formal emails and a blog. Like, where is the balance, like, between formal and informal, making it fun to read? Well, I think that that's really up to up to you what you want it to be, right? So for me, like the purpose of the blog is that Ridge has changed now, okay? But when it first started, the purpose was that someone would type into Google um, freelance writer and then my name would come up. And the only way that that's really going to happen is if you have a lot of pages on your website which have like words in the title called like freelance writer. So that's like why most people do it it's strategic they want like two to three blog posts every week saying like freelance writer freelance writer freelance writer freelance writer until like you rank quite highly but then you have to always find like some kind of thing to write about if that's your title freelance writer so you need to be constantly thinking of new hooks and long-form content is really important because the longer someone stays on your page like the more you'll be rewarded by google you're never ever going to get to the top if people like go on your page for two seconds and then leave. They need to be staying on there for like ideally reading the whole thing, but like at least two minutes. So that's why I started. I started because I wanted to get like my first clients. I wanted to be like kind of at the top of Google. And I think when I first launched my blog, I think if you typed in Hannah Duncan Investment Content, which is my very long business name, I think I was like, um, on page 22 <laughs> and now if you just type in investment content then I'm number one or if you just type Hannah's blog 
then I'm number one. And it's it's literally because I've done like 98 articles, like pam, pam, pam. So SEO is super powerful. And it's how I get my, I have 79 clients and I get pretty much all of them through my blog. So definitely do it. Like if you're, if you want to start a business, you have to have a blog, you have to. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's definitely, we're always encouraging our listeners to do some kind of long form content, whether it's a video or a podcast or a blog. But I, even if you're doing a podcast and a video, we're always encouraging like transform that into a, a blog because the robots <laughs> in the search engines are looking for those words and they've gotten really good. They can, you know, crawl through videos and, and audio, but those words, having those on a web page is really mm-hmm. powerful and it will, you want to have something that's engaging and, and um, kind of fun to read too. Yeah, definitely. And you don't just have to stick to your own blog, right? I mean, I do, because if people go, people find me like via my blog, like they go to my article, then they go to my website, right? And then they call me. But you don't have to, like, a lot of what I do is writing for magazines. And like, they have blogs, right? Or Well, kind of blogs, or writing for other people's blogs. It's just important that you get yourself out there and then people are able to find you. Like when you start your business, I really, really, really strongly recommend that you write a lot about what you're an expert in and um, like really focus it. So I don't have like all my books and stuff with me, but there's like, you should pick if you want it to be um, emotional, inspirational, entertaining or educational and stick to that. If you can, make it entertaining. Everybody likes a laugh. People will read funnier posts for longer than they'll read educational posts normally. So stick to one, hone it, make it like your own voice, your own thing, and just like own that topic. And if you can become an expert in that topic without showing off, never, ever, ever sell your service. Just talk about the thing. People will trust you and then they'll get to know you. And then when they need your product or service, then you'll be front of mind. So big believer in that. Definitely. Like I think um, one of the things I always talk about is we can often when we're experts in a field and I think a lot of us who are solo, um, solo business owners struggle to consider ourselves an expert, but if you're offering a service and charging people money for it, you you probably are an expert in it. Um, We try to, we often sell how much knowledge we have short and think we have to like reinvent the wheel for any piece of content we put out there. When really, yeah. um, you wanna, I'm always telling clients who I write blogs for is, what does, where is your ideal client in terms of how much knowledge they have? And where do they need to be to know they wanna work with you? So um, what are the stepping stones to get there? For example, if I'm trying to sell someone a sales funnel, I need to make sure they know what a sales funnel is. So that informs the blog content because there, there's a, there's a, there would be a blog on what a sales funnel is, but then ones that go deeper into one of the elements, like a landing page and a lead magnet and an email sequence and five things you didn't know about sales funnels. Exactly. Exactly. Like really breaking it apart so that the blog's doing double duty. First of all, I'm showing that I can talk about these topics, which is going to help in, in the search engines. But then it's mm-hmm. also helping my clients. If they land on it, they know, okay, if I don't know the answer to this question, I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Hannah's blog and 
Yeah, I would say like when you write, especially blogs, like it's not really about you at all. Like that thing, like I'm not an expert. You just have to park it because it's not about you and it's not about you being an expert. Like if you went to a cocktail party and you met someone who just constantly like talked about that they're an expert, you wouldn't like them. It's about um, the person. What does that person want? Like, what are they there for? Are they there for a laugh? Are they there to understand what a sales funnel is? And just like focus on them and just write it for them and don't sell your stuff and don't show off because no one likes that. Like crack a joke, throw in a useful statistic, give them something because you know, their time is precious and they're like, they're using up their valuable minutes when they could be like, you know, hanging out with their kids or with their boyfriend or like watching something funny on YouTube. They're not, they're sitting there, they're reading your blog. So give them what they want. And then very importantly, um, link it to like another piece of your content. So when I worked in a bank before, then I realized that people read 17 blogs before they bought our product. So I always make it my mission to get people to read 17 blogs in a row. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I find that that's like, yeah, to be honest, like you can't make someone like buy your product, but you can like encourage them to read 17 blogs in a row. And after you've read 17 blogs, you're going to buy it, aren't you? I mean, that's 17. 17 blogs <laughs> <is> commitment. <laughs> Yeah, or like, you know, people love, especially Gen Zs and Millennials, they love like omni-channel experiences. So they're really chilled with like moving from a blog to Twitter, or maybe not Twitter, because we're that's a bit yeah. older. <laughs> Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and then to YouTube, and they want to go to marketplaces. So if you can create that like seamless content experience, 17 hits in a row is what I would aim for for more expensive things. Wow. That's that is really great advice. It's, it's not something I'd heard before either. So that's a I know about backlinks and breadcrumbing and um, and just as a jargon translator, um, one thing you can do to boost your SEO or how high you rank in a search engine search is to write guest blog posts or to have other people link to your content on their website, which is where collaborations come in. That's why everyone's wanting to be guests on podcasts and, you know, hop on other people's channels um, because we're trying to get those links. One of the benefits of that is getting our links on their website pointing back to ours. And then there's also what you're saying, the internal links. It's making sure that people are going from one of your pages to another page on your website, not leaving it and escaping. Yeah, but I would also say to be like extremely authentic about that. Like, I wanted to come on your show because I really like you and I like your business and I know you. Um, but I also get invited on other people. Like I get invited on like some banks put panels and podcasts and stuff and they're banks who greenwash and I like it would like hurt my brands to be associated with them, you know? Yeah. So I think like one of the nice things about having a blog for me is that it really like laser focuses your priorities and you really like discover yourself along the way and you discover like how like how you want to live your life your integrity comes through my blogs have changed a lot like when I first started they were like very like oh how to build a pension pot they were like the things I was doing before and now they're just like I think every other title has got a swear word in it it's like well I bet I don't know if I can swear on your show but they're like really like um 
they're like gnarly and they're like like yeah, a you're not afraid to blog. Spoken. I mean, of course, you're you're from the UK, so we swear a lot more in the UK than we do over here. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's um, that's true. Americans are always a little bit like when you swear, and I'm like, we're having a drink. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Canada where we're very very polite, and we apologize for breathing. Um. Oh yeah, in in Canada, it's very polite, isn't it? Always always feel like I better be on my best behavior. <laughs> yeah, but the swearing. Um, but that's like, but that's what I love is that you're not afraid to show your personality. And I think that's a really key thing that um, online business owners need to remember is it's okay to be you in your content um, as long as it's on brand. Like it needs to resonate with your ideal client, but still be real. And I think, yeah, I mean, hopefully you're someone your ideal client would enjoy working with. If you, you know, hopefully well, your life's going to be pretty difficult. <laughs> well, I had it the other way around, actually. Like I had, um, I'm just going to say the name, Barclays Bank wanted to work with me. And I was like, uh, not on your nelly. Like, there's no way I have banks because I'm so like brutal about it. I have people who actually are like, I slag off a lot saying like, oh, you know, can we collab? Can we work together to try and improve like their image, I guess. And I just. I don't know. I think that you, when you're really authentic, then it's surprising how many people like you. Like, did you ever find that in school that when you like try and be cool and you try and make everyone like you, like actually no one likes you. And then the moment you were like, oh, I, I actually, I don't care. And you start like being yourself, suddenly like people like you. So I would just say with your blog, like it's a bit of an awkward one because you don't want to offend people, but I would wait until you have like a few years behind you, a few clients behind you who like back you and then just go for it. Like get off the fence and pick a side and be on the right side of history, you know, like just stand up for your thing. And in some companies, like they do it, like they have a person who writes their own blog and that person is outspoken, but the company remains neutral. Yeah. So like, there's different ways of there's different ways of doing it, yeah. It's funny. I have a lot of clients who are in actually like the impact business space. Really wonderful people who really care about making the world a better place, and they're very they're very careful sometimes with how they speak because they don't want to offend anyone or exclude anyone. But at the heart of it. There are definitely, just like you have definitely some people you just wouldn't work with no matter what the price tag. Yeah. Like, no. And I think, like you said, you need to be outspoken about that. You need to say like, no, I'm not for you. You're actually the opposite of what I want. And um, yeah, I did it kind of the other way. I said like, I can't, I think I said, if you invest 36 million in green energy, I'll write you six blogs for free. Wow. I think that's what I said. And like my blogs, by the way, are, are not worth 36 million. So um, yeah, I, he said, <laughs> and he said like, oh, you know, we'll think about it. Um, so like, that's what I say. I do get approached by these people quite like more often than you'd think. And I talk to them because, you know, you, you shouldn't, you should engage. Like, how are you going to improve things if you don't talk to the, if you exclude the worst offenders? Like, I don't think that helps. Like, that's how bullies become bullies, right? Because people like treat them badly. Yeah. But I say like, I, I'm not closing the door on this, but you have to do like this first. 
none of them have done it of course they haven't but it's good to like you know put that pressure on I think like blog honestly blogs are so powerful that I since I started writing mine I've won two awards for it now and it's like it's incredible how it gives you like the self-esteem it boosts your business so much it gets you like known it gets you out there and oh yeah something I guess that's really cool is you like you hone your craft like you can tell what people like reading and what they don't like reading from your own analytics or mine's really transparent everyone in the world can see how many people read my blogs like some of them have only like 10 views some of them have like more than a thousand and I can like judge from that like what my audience want and don't want so then I become a much better writer because of my blog and that's the other side of it it's like a exercise for you to become a stronger writer and then like charge more as well for other people yeah so um obviously you you're a writer so writing to sell writing services is is a Mm -hmm. no-brainer what would be your advice for business owners who are not writers maybe they're BAs or they're coaches or therapists and they're writing for marketing purposes they're they they you've convinced them now to start a blog what's your advice for coming up with content to talk about and and finding the right kind of flow oh um Basically, you like people are always trying to get this, you know, like that's why we have like all these clickbaity titles. Like every journalist wants to know that, like what's something people want to read. You know your people. So like talk to them, go to industry events, find out like what do they actually want to know? And then have a look on Google. And if there isn't a satisfying answer, then you answer it. You're the expert. So find out like what they want. Um definitely do a bit of research on how to write I believe that anyone can write but it does like it does take a lot of time I'm not perfect um I would say like think about it short sentences um try and include at least one sense like smell or taste or touch like in every article like try and make it a bit multi-sensory and the the headline is where you're going to get people so like really like do something a little bit juicy there a little bit fruity if you can um if but it takes a lot of time right and your time is precious and if you don't have time I mean I would really seriously consider outsourcing that to um, a freelance writer and what you can do is um, go on a call with them just like we're on a call now and like just tell them like what you want and they will come up with ideas for you so you could just say like, look, I want my clients to know that I'm an expert in this. And I think these are the hot trends. And then your freelance writer can interview you a bit about them, interview other people about them. Oh, a really good way actually to get clients to start with, I don't know if you found this, is contact the client that you want for your own client and interview them for a blog on your website. Because they're certainly going to read it you know because it's about them they're certainly going to share it and then you have an opportunity in that interview to introduce yourself as a freelance writer and tell them like what you do and that you're interested in that area wow that is smart that's a good Uh, one that's how I got most of my clients actually um and if you can do some free work for magazines you usually get like fast tracked to meeting like these kind of people who could be your clients and then once they see the 
like they basically they get to sample your work for free right it's not like a chocolate shop where you have to go and like physically eat a chocolate they can sample your work for free because it's online and it's writing yeah so like write about their industry write about their quotes and like just show them how good you are and they'll come to you that's amazing I love that I think that's it's a really good little tidbit so um (laughs) (laughs) not going on for too too long because um long form content is amazing but we are all busy busy people Mm -hmm. um do you have any like last little nuggets of wisdom that people can take away before we go uh yes I think if you're starting your own blog or business you have to really 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 love what you do because you will be doing it like at four in the morning you will be doing it broke you will have like the tax office after you you will have clients after you everything in life will make you hate it so um make sure that you like you deep love it and you want to do it and then just like don't let go no matter what anyone says nothing I love that (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on, Hannah. This has just been a really insightful episode. I think there's some, I've come away with some juicy nuggets. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, And yeah, thank you everyone for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you're a fan of the Showing Up Solo podcast, You can show your support by liking, commenting, sharing, or leaving a review. Want to spend less time on your marketing and make better content? Head to showingupsolo.com to grab your free copy of our Full Circle Content Guide, the same time-saving method we use for creating our own content. Need more help getting your marketing in order? Learn how to build a marketing plan while working smarter, not harder. Our Setup for Success package gives you everything you need to create a marketing plan that is low maintenance, high impact, and perfect for generating consistent leads. Head to showingupsolo.com for more info. See you next episode.